are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. I would normally do a read-through here, but Bob said I'm not allowed to. So instead, I'm going to (laughs) join me from Arizona. We got Chev and Nooney. Good, Chev. Boys, the heat is on now. We're at 115 today. Pray for Arizona. We're in the heater now, boys. Uh, Speaking of heat... Bringing that fire, as they say. We got pork man. How's it going? Pork? That made me sweat, bro. Don't, don't say no mess like that. Yeah, I, I, I know you see my fan in the background right here. I know. They ain't doing running. crap for me. <laughs> are you going to say how you doing or what are you I, Yeah, I, I was, that was part of my intro, Mike. That's what you segue into <laughs> our freaking great person that we have here tonight. The hot job. All right. Speaking of hot takes, we got our very own writer. You can uh, find his writing over on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash dynasty. I'm sorry, tripping over my words already. We got Slick Wick, a.k.a. Jaywick in here. You can find him on Twitter at SlickWick13. Jaywick, how's it going, my man? It's going good. I'm just glad to be here. And Chev, I mean, you guys got the heat, but we got the humidity here. Oh, it's, it's roasting. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I would pass on humidity 100% and I'll take 115 just straight up dry heat. It's it's a thousand times better, I'll say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nah, I mean, I'd rather sweat. Slick, tell us about uh your card game as well, man. I got to hear about this uh what you're doing uh, there, man. Oh, you know, I'm just getting football cards, open them for people. Hopefully it bring the fire to them. You know, simple. What? What's the best card you pulled so far? Because it looked like you pulled some heat the other day. Oh, you want to see? I mean, if you got it right there, you better hurry up. <laughs> Ooh. Intervene, Ooh, yeah. my Trevor Lawrence. Ooh. Trevor Lawrence, blue That's shimmer. Nice oh, All right. God. Breaking out, out of, the T-Law. Look at that. Out of 27. It's about $1,300 card. Ooh. That cardboard, yeah, cardboard or football players on them, expensive. <laughs> that is wild. All right, so speaking about uh, things that are crazy and overpriced, actually, great segue there, Jay. We're going to be talking about guys that we're just staying right away from. We don't like their ADP. We don't like what they're going to be doing for 2021. Use it for whatever value you want. Best ball, redraft, dynasty. It doesn't matter because when we say stay away, it doesn't really matter the format. Does it? Nope. Not at all. So uh, these are guys we're staying away from. Jaywick, I'll tell you what, your first time on the actual pod, you've done some stuff with us for the YouTube channel. Uh, We always appreciate your contributions, but let's start with you tonight. Oh, no. All right. Uh, First person on my list is David Montgomery for the Chicago Bears. Okay. I'm interested. Uh, Just the fact that last year – the last six games, he won a lot of people leagues. Uh, you know, the run defenses that was he was going up against weren't that great. And Tariq Cohen, he's going to be back this year. So I just feel like he's being drafted as a league winner this year than compared to what he's actually going to be. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. You know, when Tariq Cohen was there in the beginning part of the season, he did dip into Montgomery's touches. And I think towards the end of the season, he was the running back four over the last however many weeks. That's just going off the top of my head. So I understand where you're going from uh, Mm -hmm. that one. But I'll tell you what. So Jaywick doesn't like David Montgomery. Let's kick it to a Bears fan. See who he's (laughs) staying off of for the season. Yeah, I mean, even talking about David Montgomery, I mean, the guy scored seven touchdowns like the last five weeks. Uh, So, I mean, that's definitely going to boost up his stats a little bit. 
Uh, so mm -hmm. I can see reason to be a little bit worrisome of that offense, especially when uh, Nagy's posting traps out there about Dalton being the number one guy still. So uh, he's trapping it up apparently. But uh, Justin right. Fields could hit into that running uh, ability as well. So I'm not going to hate it. I, I thought about putting him on, but bear down. Uh, so the first person I'm going to go with is going to be Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay goes to an offense that threw 12 touchdowns and 11 interceptions last season. Now, those stats are a little bit worrisome for me because I believe Kenny Galladay caught more touchdown passes two seasons ago <laughs> than the New York Giants threw last season. So that is a little bit worrisome for me. I think they threw less than 3,300 yards or something like that as well. So uh, going from an offense where you get Matthew Stafford just slinging the ball around to you to an offense where you may get less than one touchdown a game passing-wise. So that is a little worrisome for me, especially Kenny Galladay, who wanted to search for a big contract. Um, I don't know if I would have went there. Uh, maybe that's the only place that I was looking for a receiver. Maybe he's a, the case to help them uh, this season. But I am not the biggest Daniel Jones truther. He fumbles more than uh, Mark Sanchez, it seems like. Uh, and it doesn't <laughs> look like he's going to be throwing the ball very far down the field. Even though he did have one of the better deep ball percentages in the NFL last season. I think he was number seven somehow. So very interesting stats from that team. I just don't know if I can really trust Kenny Galladay going into the offense right from the get-go. Uh, it might take a year for him to develop and even get them on the same page, especially if Daniel Jones is fumbling the football around and throwing interceptions like crazy. So uh, I would definitely be a little worrisome of Kenny Galladay. Completely get that. Pork, how about you? Anybody you're out on? Um, I'm gonna pick like a committee. I call it the thick thighs committee. So <laughs> you would. We got. <laughs> I like the thighs, but not these thighs. These thighs you gotta avoid. I think I know where you're going with this. AJ Dillon, Mike Davis. Okay, together. I, I wasn't thinking about AJ Dillon because he's so bad that I just don't even think of him. As well. <laughs> oh man, I kind of went with uh, Mike Davis on that one. Just saying. Yeah, so, yeah, because I mean, obviously on Twitter, Twitter is super hype over oh he came in with thick thighs he's going to be good this year when obviously that's probably not the case i don't get how they make that a thing unless you're derrick henry but when it comes to aj Dillon, we all know on the dynasty one most of us don't like this guy other than bob of course hi bob love you but we don't like aj Dillon. aaron jones resign um we obviously know there's probably going to be a committee we don't know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. So if it's Jordan Love in there, they're obviously probably going to stack the box, and he's not going to be able to do much of anything, um, even when he does have, in our opinion, a lack of talent. Uh, so Mike Davis, Mike Davis is going to Atlanta. The last time he got paid big money, he went to the Bears. He was all hype over him and all that stuff, and he was freaking dookie. He's probably going to go here. Well, now, hold on a second. Can I just interject? Was he bad, or was it that they just really wanted to roll with? with well, when the, season, when the season started, he started, and he did nothing. Even And he looked slow, and then he went to Carolina. They but is pretty that on much, him, or is that on the Bears at that time? I, I mean, think that's, on, I think that's on him, because okay. once they put another back in, the back, obviously, was the offensive line was an issue, but the other back obviously outplayed him. So he's going to Atlanta with a subpar offensive line and it's not it. I don't I don't see it at all. The thick thighs committee. You would. Hey <laughs> I like I like them thighs, bro. Chicken thighs. I had them for dinner. All right, so one guy that I'm gonna stay away from that's Juju Smith Schuster, wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think he's third fiddle behind Claypool and Deontay Johnson. That's just in the wide receiver room. The tight ends got better adding Pat Fryermuth. Najee Harris is the best running back that's been in Pittsburgh for some time. So I just I don't I don't see it. You know what I mean? I, I personally think he should have moved on. He took the hometown discount or whatever you want to call it, chose to stay in Pittsburgh. I don't know if it was necessarily the right choice. So yeah. I'm staying away from Juju. Not that I have many shares of him anyway. And that was the one guy I had on my list too. And a little bit something that I found really crazy last season. So Juju saw 127 snaps on the outside. He only caught nine passes and for 73 yards. 
so that's a little bit worrisome for me as well. Um, moving from the inside, moving outside, Big Ben's arm has definitely decreased with injuries and whatnot too. Uh, sure. So if you if you want to be a good wide receiver in Pittsburgh, I think being the inside guy is definitely the way to go. Not that Juju's not going to get his because, I mean, we saw Johnson get a lot of targets last season. Claypool got his as well. Uh, but we prob- I, I would be maybe a little bit shocked to see Juju go over his 97 receptions from last season. Speaking of Chase Claypool, I think uh, Nate Gary is still trying to cover him in the middle of Heinz Field somewhere. Um, as soon as you said that, I just envisioned that play. I'm like, turned, what the hell around. is he doing here? Turned right. It didn't matter. He shouldn't have been on him in the first place. He shouldn't have been. No, he shouldn't have been. He's terrible. Yeah. You talk about coulda, woulda, shoulda, but at the cooked. end of the day, we are the champions of the expert division, and fantasy sports was created to give participants the GM experience of a sports franchise. Are you you like that segment, Clark? But yeah. as fantasy sports became more mainstream with more accessibility to player information, it became more about who got lucky in the draft and who got to the waiver wire fast enough to pick up a player. Traditional fantasy sports lacks reality and rewards luck. It's not realistic to only focus on player performance and to not consider contracts. Do NFL teams assemble the rosters without contracts? Of course not. What if you could create a game that was more like the real NFL? Let me introduce you to DynastyOwner.com. Dynasty Owner incorporates a salary cap and assigns players their real-life NFL contracts. It is no longer all about player performance. Every contract matters. The 2021 season for Dynasty Owner has just begun. And starting at $29, you can play a fantasy game that lets you face similar decisions that NFL general managers and owners face. Ricky drafts have begun on June 4th, and startups will run between now and September 10th. So sign up to play with friends around the world and start your dynasty today at www.dynastyowner.com and tell me which mm-hmm. reader is better, that one or the one that I will read later that Bob wrote. So anyway, <laughs> I think so, we are- <laughs> So, Mike, I want to. I just want to give an update. Uh, we did our rookie draft at the 112. We got Jalen Waddle. Um, we, and I think the last episode we told you guys we traded uh, our 212 and the 312 for Darnell Mooney and Gabe Davis, if I'm not mistaken. You did, um, man. I like that move a lot. Yeah, we tried to trade up with Dynasty owner Tim <laughs> for the player that we he took the he took the guy we wanted. We were trying to uh, trade up to get Fryer move because we have um, Eric Ebron, but <clears throat> the the team that we have is really really solid. And for some reason, we're still under the salary cap, and it also helped that Jameson Crowder restructured his contract this year. Mm. So I think he took fifty percent of pay cut. So that gives us. I Huge. think four and a half million dollars extra cap space for you know free agents throughout the season and stuff like that. So we're set up. So I just uh, I would tell you guys definitely jump on that platform. It's freaking awesome. My only question for you guys is: Do you think it's safe in a format like that taking a first round wide receiver? You know, you could be looking at a franchise tag situation. Do you think it would be better to take second, third round wide receivers? Guys like I'll just go in the past: AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, players like that because. You're, obviously, they're going to get a big contract at some point in time. We're aware of that. But you don't have, again, that 50-year franchise tag year. Mm-hmm. So is that a strategy? Or do you think that maybe Jalen Waddle might not be a guy with his skill set that gets a franchise tag? I think I think at this point, we were chasing talent. Mm-hmm. And when we have a team that we have, we want to win again. We're not going to try to you know, see what's going to happen three, four years down the line. So with the team that we have, we have Dak on a forty $40 million a year contract, and we're still under the cap. That's $127 because we have rookies already. We have all these guys that were drafted in the second and third round from last year. So we can take that we can take that gamble and take the uh, the fifth pick or sixth pick in the draft and, and waddle in and ball out with him. Yeah, and I think it just depends on what was left for us, too. Like, I feel like Wada was definitely in the best situation. I mean, we had our crack at Rondo Moore or Bateman or whatnot. I, I, we felt that Wada definitely has the probably the better talent, uh, but also probably the better situation as well to clear path uh, to getting on the field. And I, I think this is a format, too, where it's almost honestly more fun with four people Trying to GM this team. So I don't know of any other platform that allows you to have that accessibility for four people to help out. But, I mean, it honestly feels like we are in a draft room waiting to draft our players. Like, we're about to get so hyped. We're trying to make trades during the draft. And uh, it's definitely been my favorite league so far 
through my time in Dynasty and, and Superflex and whatnot. So, I have a question for you, Chev, before we mm-hmm. move on. So you're saying that, um, you know, well, Pork said that you guys were kind of chasing talent a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you said it was between Waddle and Bateman. Just quarterback-wise, do you believe in the long term? Because obviously we're thinking three or four down, years down the road at, at most, okay? Are we believing in Tua or Lamar Jackson over that time? Or are you not worried about the talent of quarterback? Are you worried about volume as well? I think you have to worry about both. I mean, we've seen the videos of Lamar Jackson throwing footballs, and he's throwing a little ducky out there again. And a little Daffy's. <laughs> little Daffy's out there. But, I mean, we've seen they tried to upgrade their talent at wide receiver to help him go above and beyond. So I think for Lamar Jackson, he definitely takes a step in the right direction passing-wise and gets back to where he was when his MVP season was going. Uh, but I feel like Tua has definitely a better opportunity. I like what the Miami Dolphins are doing with their offensive line as well. Uh, they're seeing they're seeming to build that offensive line for him. Um, and I just I just feel like Waddle's talent uh, could be something that could put our team to the next level. He's a fast guy uh, that can do basically everything. He can catch quick passes, uh, PPR. So I mean, if he's getting 110 targets and he's catching. 80 of them like i feel like we're going to be in a better situation with him so okay all right perfect uh joel gold jacket qbs wants to know does lamar increase in passing i think so i think they're trying to take some of the pressure off his legs you know what i mean i mean they, they're going to spend a lot of money on that guy to lose in the second round every year so <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> i would imagine so is nate still watching he'll let me know in a second <laughs> I think he I think he kind of does. I think they're going to utilize um Devin Duvernay a little bit in his second year um so. in little short passes and we we also love Bateman, but I think the one guy that me and Chef totally love is Tyron Wallace. Mm-hmm. I think he could be a, a a game changer in that offense with him and Bateman and Duvernay in the slot. I think that could be really good. I'm not really sure what Hollywood is, to tell you the truth. He's just yeah. a small guy that's fast. He can. It's just. I guess if they do four wide, they can do uh, Hollywood and Duvernay in the slot, and then Tylen Wallace and Bateman on the outside. But um, I think, and then they'll also free up Mark Andrews on the inside as well. So, yeah, I think he'll be a little bit better. Um, he's got a little bit more. Uh, Giro got a little bit more help um, calling plays and stuff. So I think that could up his volume a little bit. What about this? Oh, no. Yo, you need to chill with your value picks, bro. You always want the the cheap guys. Dante Pettis. Willie Sneed is. Che- <laughs> I hate. I hate Willie Sneed. I hate him more Willie than Sneed is cheeks more than <laughs> John Hightower. I love John Hightower. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that smile on your face when you say that name. Kind of crap. He's trash. You know who's not trash, Jay Rick? Let's go back to you so you can talk about your player that is trash. How's that sound? Oh, that sounds good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sounds great. Oh, speaking of tight ends, uh, I actually have both the New England tight ends. Okay, you're not okay. falling. For I'm. There. I'm not falling for it. There's you got two mouths to feed. I mean, from what I'm hearing, it looks like Mac Jones is outplaying Cam Cam Newton right now in the off season. So. I just don't see either one of them doing much, if not both of them. Probably one of them, but both of them, no. I'm just going to avoid altogether in every format. I'm kind of with you on that, Jay Wick. It's kind of tough to pick one. Like, if you had to pick one, like, I I guess it would probably be Janu, but if Cam Newton is throwing uh, worm balls, ain't nobody going (laughs) to freaking catch the ball. Worm balls. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't. McNabb was the worm ball. Cam Newton is way over over his head. Yeah, he's throwing to the freaking core of God darn earth. It was, start, it was every time. Start. It was always ball hits the dirt. That's something. Yeah, you know, dude. Yeah, who else's fault is it going to be? <laughs> I'll throw the L.J. Smith all day. <laughs> Who do you who do you think starts first, Mac Jones or Justin Fields? It should be freaking jo- Mac uh, Jones. They should both start week one. They should, yeah, opinion. they really but, should. Um, 
I think probably Mac Jones. And I think it's I think it oh man, I don't know. I don't know. See, That's I would, a tough I would, one. I would say Justin Fields. I feel like Cam Noon has built his reputation up enough to keep him in a maybe a little bit longer than what Andy Dalton has. But it's both just weird situations right now. The other guy, one guy's wearing the number 50 at practice. The other guy, <laughs> like, is just looking so swaggy and is a baller already. You can just tell he's got the it factor in him. But mm-hmm. it just feels like both coaches kind of want to play it safe at the moment and just, you know, I'm, I'm fine with waiting and seeing. Let him, let him take some stuff in first and then unleashing him. I don't hate it, but – I feel like you have to play the guy that's going to give you the best chance to win, unless you're trying to lose. I mean, that's right. That's case. a different story. And if you're if you're uh, Maggie, you don't have the chances to lose. If you lose again, you're done. Right. That's the part. That's the thing I don't understand. Like you really going to throw Andy Dalton out there and say, "This is my last year. I'm going to put all my chips on this guy." <laughs> he used to be. <clears throat> he's not good anymore. No. Just no, throw your guy out there and see what happens. See what sticks. We got a good uh, comment here, and this is from Jim Nastic. He's part of the uh, True North Fantasy Football Network, and he's the host of the Gold Jacket Podcast. Jim's a great guy. He says, he corrected it later on here, is Jacoby Myers a viable threat fantasy option if Mac Jones is starting? I think if you have to pick one doing the Patriots wide receiver, beware of incoming Sean comments, by the way. Um, it's Jacoby <laughs> Myers. I don't know who else I want as far as a wide receiver. From that team, was there Demir Burke? Right. It's uh, uh, it's your favorite guy, Mister Mister Nelson Aguilar. Oh, that's right, Nelson Aguilar. I hate him so. And much. there's Kevin Warren there too. I mean, he he showed flashes at times. I think Jacoby is a is a good option. It's actually a really great option because he was the only one who can actually catch Cam's dirt balls last year. <laughs> so if Mac Jones is actually going to throw the ball accurately, Jacoby's going to be open often. He Very much, drafted, right, Jacoby? I believe so. The Patriots need to never draft a wide receiver again. Just don't. Just pick up on draft yes, the guys, especially especially guys. when the kill Harry is uh is fighting for a roster spot. Yeah, when you trade for guys like Muhammad Sanu for a second round pick, that paid out well too. So yeah, you're just an idiot. saying that one. Then. You're an idiot. He wasn't playing bad when they cut him either. I don't get it. Yeah, he was. Yeah. The Patriots going to Patriots. All right. So I think uh, Jay Wick got yours in there. Uh, Chev, let's go back to you. Yeah. So I'd be a little bit worrisome for Josh Jacobs. Uh, had a couple off field incidents that were a little bit worrisome. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to see that, uh, especially a young running back that has so much talent and so much good opportunity, it seems like. It seems like they really want to rush him pretty well. They really haven't tapped into the receiving game yet with him. Oh, there we go. Boom. There's Sean's Sean. coming in with Myers, Myers information. I have to say this for the people that aren't watching and are listening. Sean at Rewind Intern, who is a noted Patriots fan, but he's not been a Patriots fan since just 2000. It's been before that. Myers was the only one creating separation last year, and Bourne, I think, might be a sneaky value. So pick up Kendrick Bourne on all your fantasy rosters and thank Rewind Intern later. Chef, please continue. I apologize. And, and for Sean, he's not on the pod, so I'll tell uh, who else he would tell you to pick up. Damian Harris. he tell you to go pick up Damian Harris. Yep. Tony <laughs> Michelle. Yeah, so go get Damian Harris. But uh, with Josh Jacobs, I, I just don't think they tapped into his full ability yet. It seemed like the shoulder injury maybe threw that off a little bit as well as he couldn't reach up to catch passes maybe. Maybe they're just trying to keep him grounded. Uh, but they bring in Kenyon Drake, who is a – a decent running back who's proven that he can run the football and catch the football out of the backfield a little bit. So uh, that could be taken into his uh, stats a little bit this upcoming season. I'm not exactly sure what the Raiders are going to be doing this season. It's it's kind of up in the air at the moment. You don't know who's going to be the real number one wide receiver other than, I mean, if you're tied in, is one of the best in the league. So Waller will probably be the guy that they lean on most. Uh, you got Edwards in there as well. So I'm not exactly sure what they're going to be doing on offense, but uh, it could be a lot of two running back sets possibly. So we'll see what happens. But I would be a little bit hesitant on Josh Jacobs' uh, production this season. I hey, agree. I had him on my list for all the reasons mm-hmm. you said, Jeff. Is there a possibility that Jacobs doesn't look good this year? I think Kenya Drake's on a two-year contract. They and they paid him good. That's what I'm saying. And like you said, 
Kenyon Drake's a good running back. I had high hopes for him in Arizona last year. He got banged up early. Try to give people a pass on a bad COVID season. You know what I mean? Try not to hold that against them. Yeah. It's a good possibility. And I got to be honest with you, I don't know what the hell they're doing out there in Vegas. Like, they fired Jack Del Rio and tore that team down. The team just mm-hmm. needed a few things here and there, and I thought that they would have been competitive. They could have jumped the gun before the Kansas City Chiefs became what they are now. But instead, they're just going to be the Jets of the AFC West. Right. Well, no, they're not going to win the AFC West. That is true. Gold jacket. <laughs> my problem yeah. My problem with the whole thing is it's not that Josh Jacobs isn't good. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that irritates me the most. Because if you look at the film, he's freaking amazing in the open field. And he's yeah. strong and he runs great. It's just the fact that John Gruden's a freaking blazing idiot sometimes. And he overthinks everything. Yep. And it's so, like if you if you got the guy, you saw what he did in Alabama. He was freaking catching the ball and steamrolling guys. Put him in the best position, give him the ball in open space, and let him work. And it's just that's the part that I just can't stand. Seems like they just don't trust him. I, but what can't you trust? I I don't. You draft him in the first round for what then? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Khalil Mack could have played running back for him probably. <laughs> so if we look at this. Kenyon Drake is guaranteed this year three million and five and a half million next year. Stupid for yeah. a backup. For, They're not going to use him as a you know stump. You're exactly right. So if you're paying a guy this money, he's not going to be a cap casualty. No. Obviously, you're going to play him. You're not going to. Mm-hmm. And I think Josh Jacobs takes a massive hit this year. And I, I have him in a few spots. I've tried to move him, but. You know, I'm not going to give him away either. So mm-hmm. I just want to see them open him up in the passing game. If they do that, I think his game becomes so much better than what has been shown so far. Because at Alabama, he was the one of the better pass catching backs in college that season. He was the best one coming out that year. Exactly, and I don't understand why they wouldn't kind of go back to that and help Derek Carr, who's not a bad quarterback most mm-hmm. of the time. I mean, he's really good. He completes the ball where he needs to complete it. He doesn't take too many shots, but he holds the ball a little bit too long. Now, if you get a guy in the flat a little bit that can throw it to, he doesn't have to hold it for that long. I mean, look at Phillip Rivers. He made a career on dumping it off most of the time. So I I just don't understand really why they aren't tapping into the receiving factor. Mm -hmm. Chev, you make a good point, too, about Derek Carr being a good quarterback. These NFL teams, when they're in the draft room, they're not like, uh, you know, Hey, uh, Porkman said that Derek Carr's trash. So should we trade up and draft? Yeah, yeah, we should for all those fantasy analysts out there. We should. They all don't right. give a fuck what we think. Not the players on their first, roster. First of all, I never said he was trash. By the way, Actually, I'm just like I'm using you as a fantasy example. Okay. <laughs> they do not care what we think about their players. They do not right. care about helping us win a fantasy championship. So it's up to you to choose the right people to listen to. That's us to help navigate all those things. So I think Derek Carr is a good NFL quarterback. And if that helps you win some fantasy games too, then that's great. Right? I have him in a couple spots. He's like uh, my quarterback two or three in a super flex. I'm happy with that. Yeah, I mean, even in Scott Fishbowl this last year, what really matters on completion percentage, mm-hmm. he's, he's one of those guys that you wanted on your team. There was maybe a couple weeks where he really struggled, but most of the time he was getting you plus points and he was getting the job done for most of the time. So he was probably one of the more consistent players, I would imagine, uh, in Scott Fishbowl last season, just for the percentage-wise. And uh, throwing to Waller, that definitely helps out. Thanks. In two weeks on the 29th, we'll be doing a Scott Fishbowl mock for the podcast that week. So um, that's going to be a good episode. And for all of you who are in Scott Fishbowl, that will be helpful to you. And for those of you who aren't, and you're listening, that will be helpful just to see how different scoring systems yeah. work and why it's always important to pay attention to your league scoring systems before you draft and before you trade and before you pick up players off the waiver wire. Mm-hmm. Know your league. All right. Mm-hmm. So, sure. Phil, I think it is back to you. Yeah. And to, <clears throat> to what um the comments here said, Herbert was great for Scott Fishbowl, too. That was so true. He freaking bailed me out. He kind of pushed me to a playoffs last year, which is freaking awesome. <laughs> um, Ooh, I don't know if Troy is still here, but uh, I'm going to have to rag on his boy a little bit because uh, I'm avoiding Tua all day. 
Ooh, unfortunately. Okay. I do not. I wasn't a big fan of his. Honestly, that was, you know, not a everybody knows that I really didn't like him coming out of Alabama. He just seemed like a, a one one read and go slant type of guy. Two yard pass was going 80 yards, seems like every time. Had a couple of deep passes, but you can't miss it when the guys are wide open. Um fast forward to last year. Miami fit started. Obviously, he's playing good, going to the playoffs. Hey, let's just throw two in here, see what happens. And then it just seemed like it just went to went to trash really fast. I'm not really sure if he wasn't getting the offense all the way or what. But then it's kind of a glaring thing when you're in the middle of a game, and then all of a sudden Ryan Fitzpatrick comes in for you, and then all of a sudden the offense is running perfect. I just didn't I didn't get that. So it's like were you just trying to hand this guy the job, but did he earn the job? That's and I, that's the part to me is kind of like a glaring thing. Like if you're ready, you're ready. We saw it happen last year with Herbert. Tyrod got a shot to the lungs. Hey, <laughs> sorry, bruh. We knew you wasn't ready anyway. We're gonna put Herbert in. They showed hard knocks. Herbert was freaking dropping dimes and in, in practice. It was crazy. Just throwing the ball dime. Crazy, but Tua to me is like I can't I can't do it with him. So this year, fast forward to practice today, the freaking clown throws five interceptions and they try to blame it on the rain. Like, bro, if it's raining in the NFL, there's no excuse during the game that he's throwing five interceptions. So when it comes down to it, I, I feel as though when if the season comes like halfway throughout the season, they're going to kind of see is like he might it might not be it. Or if it's in the preseason, look out for a deal. It might be a Watson type thing if you if you if you see it. So imagine Watson, he get he can get back with Will Fuller after his suspension. He got Waddle and Parker. That that will be a nasty team to watch out for. Just hopefully he don't ask for any more rubdowns. <laughs> Gymnastic when you had Mahomes threw three picks today. Yeah, you should drop them in all formats. In all formats. Um, I'm going to go to this one. I think this is probably consensus. Chev, I'm sorry. Did you uh, you want to add something? No. Now I'm going to say. I was just going to say, if two states that he was not ready, like he's saying he wasn't, why would you go to a last season? Right. That's what I'm saying. Wait. Wait for the guy to be. uh, Wait for him to actually be ready to play. But if you say you're ready and you come out looking like doo-doo, I I can't I can't get behind that. Was it for the pick? To get a better pick, maybe. Maybe I don't but why would you make the pick? I don't know. That's why I'm asking. Like, I don't understand why if he was this worried about not making the right play call, why would you just sling him out there? You have to have seen it in practice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was like you you practice for the game, and when the game comes on hey well something looked different out of the clear blue maybe it's a mental block or something like that maybe it's like a ben simmons can't shoot you can shoot during practice but you can't shoot during the game like which which one is it i don't I, that's the thing i don't get so hopefully he can get better and uh I, i'm i don't wish ill will on none of these players to that to avoid i hope they all get better but from what we're seeing from you know from Sunday to Sunday, Sunday, Monday, Thursday games, if you're not showing out, I'm going to tell the people that paying for our content on patreon.com forward slash Dicey Rewind, do not take these players. Pork plug. <laughs> that was and uh, speaking of things that have the promo code rewind in it, if you like best ball, please sign up for underdog fantasy. Here's Bob's read through. What's the worst thing in fantasy football? <laughs> Seeing a player you didn't start golf on your bench and costing you a win easily takes the cake. Now there's a new way to play where your best players always start and your duds stay on the bench where they belong. Best ball leave. Oh, I hate saying oh, that. Terrible. Underdog Fantasy has you covered. Underdog Fantasy is the new best ball platform where you can turn your knowledge and competitive edge into winnings. Draft once, sit back, and enjoy the ride as your optimal lineup will automatically start each week. No waivers, no trades, just drafts. Sign up today using the code Rewind, and when you make a deposit, any deposit, 
apparently, according to Bob. You'll receive a $25 (laughs) kickback to play. Not ready for fantasy football? That's okay. They also have drafts and daily pickums right now featuring the MLB, NBA, and NHL. So join Underdog Fantasy today using the promo code Rewind. The link is in the description. What is worse, um, that read-through or a Subway hoagie with too much lettuce on it? Subway. Too much lettuce. That's not good. Yeah. Yeah, what where's Bob at? <laughs> no, he's good thing he's not watching tonight. Um so let, I think this is a consensus one. We probably all have him on our lift. Nate wanted to talk about him. Nate had to go out of town for work. Let's talk about Joe Mixon. I did ask Nate if there's anything he wanted me to relay to our listeners, and he wants me to tell you all that Joe Mixon is trash. That's it. Um Joe Mixon. I don't know what to say. He's banged up, plays, does, doesn't play sometimes. Here's what they got. They're a pass-heavy team with a weak offensive line. I saw a report that said Samaje Pirine could compete for third down work, or Puka Williams. I threw that one in there for Nate. Um, the receiving side, there's not a lot of receiving upside here. Just looking at some stats, Joe Mixon's best season as a receiving back, yardage-wise, was 296 yards, and that was in 2018. Okay. On the flip side, Jordan Howard's best receiving <laughs> year was 298 yards. So when we're talking, you hear a lot of people on Twitter say, Will Mixon has that receiving upside, but yet Jordan Howard can't catch the ball. So again, these are narratives that I like to really look into. When you see people say things without any, you know, any uh fats and stuff. Facts and stats. I wish there was a guy what? that had a Twitter handle. Stats and facts? That, whatever it was. I don't know. <laughs> that used to be my handle, actually. Mike. I know. Not as good <laughs> as GNP underscore 33, but we'll take it. So, you know, look into the Twitter narratives. Don't just buy people saying, well, he's this, he's that, this guy did it. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. To look into it. I actually wrote a good article where I touched on that for our Patreon. Not going to plug it again. We've said it like a thousand times. Please go sign up. Um, Subscribe. I'm out on Mixon. I think everybody here is a little bit out on Mixon. Jay Wick, yes, no? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Which is crazy to me, the receiving stats, because at OU, it seemed like this dude was catching balls and just running off with mm-hmm. them most of the time. So, I Thank again, an- another another college darling that was catching passes and can't figure it out now. But right. I, I will take a shot bet. If one of you guys want to make a bet for me, I'll, I'll put my money on Mixon. If one of you guys want to take a shot bet, I'm on your side, Chef. What? Whatever the bet is. <laughs> I don't know what the bet is, though. <laughs> <laughs> if you're for Mixon, I'm pro Mixon. <clears throat> so you're going this with Mixon? I'm, I'm pro Mixon. Only, okay, so here's my thing is you said Mixon has no receiving upside. I feel as though. We need to change that narrative saying that Joe Mixon has receiving ability. He can do it. But, okay, last year, obviously, Joe Burrow got his leg snapped in half, so it was well, really not offense, much you can do with that. That's the thing. Say it again, Mike. Does that offense want to be that type yeah, of Yeah, that's the problem. That, yeah. That's the thing. And you're first of all, you're telling me Samaj P. Ron's getting third down work? That's a bunch of baloney. That's the report that I saw that he's to compete for third down work. No, no, no. I understand what you're saying. I'm not I'm not blaming you for that. What I'm saying is <laughs> it's Samaje B ride for third down work. That's not gonna happen. There's no way. And if and the thing is there at first the narrative was Joe Mixon was going to be a three down back. They're not going to take him off the field. Now they're saying he's going to Samaji P Ron's competing for third down work. That's not going to freaking happen. Joe Mixon if if Zach Taylor wants to keep his job Joe Mixon is going to be on the field. Now, if he stays healthy, that's a different story. Yeah. But he's he has talent. We've seen it, flashes of talent. It's just the fact that, you know, due to offensive line, what else can you do with that? Some people cannot overcome that. You know, if you give him a good offensive line, they did kind of give a little bit of help. We'll see if it gels, but it's it's Samaj P run. Like we really <laughs> <laughs> we're we're really talking about him taking third down work now. Puka, I can kind of understand. I just want to touch not, on what Dev said. In two years at Oklahoma, Mixon had sixty-five receptions for eight hundred ninety-four yards, and he averaged thirteen point eight yards per reception and nine touchdowns. 
Right. So that's he, the ability I'm talking about. He has he has the upside and the ability, but what the hell is Zach Taylor calling? That's the part I don't understand. I don't know. Now, now Jaywick, I want to know your opinion on this. Did the Bengals mess up by drafting Jamar Chase and not Penny Sewell? I mean, we really can't tell yet because Jamar Chase could be a one-off and just be amazing, but True. Penny Sewell could have fixed Porkman's comments of a terrible offensive line. Personally, a bit. personally, I think they made a mistake. I'd rather have took Penny Sewell so that way they could protect uh, Burrow, but you know, and help solidify that line for the mm-hmm. running game and the quarterback. But, yeah, I think they messed up. But I'm not complaining because he went to my team, the Lions. So, <laughs> so you're pumped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped I, for Swift. <laughs> yeah, I think, it's, I think it's more of a narrative that they believe in Jonah Williams than getting Penny Soul. So they wanted to get Burrow, his guy. I don't know if that's going to work out, but I feel as though Penny was a lot better than Jonah. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll it see. is what it is. It be mm-hmm. would it be so we're all kind of out on mixing ish. Sorry, Sean, I don't think you're listening. Um, as well as you said, you are Chev and work <laughs> are on the same side, so um, we'll leave that shot bet open. If Nate wins, yeah. well, I guess it's not gonna be Nate. Jay Wick's probably not gonna do a shot for Joe Mixon. I'm not putting my eggs in that basket. If anybody out there wants to challenge these two guys and they think that the Mixon's gonna be you know good this year, we'll we'll put you up against it. I could video in some shots. Did it last year. Not afraid to do it again. One yeah. shot per bet this year. Yeah, Chef. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have many shots. I just took shots the whole night. Even though I was you, one bet, I bet you five. Did, you, you're like, oh, you guys are doing one? Well? Just, yeah. you, just, you just kept drinking. He did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a team player. But I'll tell you what, uh, we're at about 42 minutes, so we're going to cut it off here. But uh, these are some, some guys that were fading uh, for this year, which is not believing in. Uh, but until next time, Jaywick, thank you for coming hanging out. Uh, it's always good seeing you, always good hearing you. So tell everybody again, until we hear from you again, where can we find you and everything that you got going on? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SlickWick13, uh, on YouTube at Wicked Box Breaks. That's where I do my card breaks. Uh, soon be having a new article coming out on the Patreon, Dynasty Rewind Patreon. Um, basically doing five rookies to not leave your drafts without. So okay. become a member, join, subscribe. You can read it. I am subscribing to Wicked Box Breaks right now. I just had to get rid of that video of someone cleaning a grill. But uh, <laughs> <poor thing. laughs> how to Dad's clean my new balances? <laughs> Dad's right. with this Hold on, before before I do my outro, why are you looking at videos cleaning grills? Did you get a brush, bro? Well, I didn't know if there was like any other like what I wanted to see. What this guy does a barbecue company. I want to see how he does it. Oh, I'm curious. Yeah. Uh, I mean, am I going to listen to you how to fix a car? No, you're going to listen to me, right? Uh, I mean, if they work afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Can you press your calipers back with a block of wood one time? <laughs> no, you got you. You forgot to tell me to put blinker fluid in my car. It just didn't oh. work. So, well, that's because we were so worried about the muffler bearings. But uh, yeah. But, <laughs> so where can we find you? You can find me at FF Porkman on Twitter. My DMs are always open, as I say. Um, anything that you're going through in, in life and whatever, if you need prayer, <clears throat> I'm here for that as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, football season starting up preseason is going to be coming up very soon. Just be prepared, and I'm going to keep doing it. Sign up for the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. We are here to help everything that you need. That's Patreon right. pork. Chef, I almost <laughs> forgot. Uh, speaking of prayer, do you have anything for us tonight? Yeah, I did have one question before I did that. What What do you guys think about Miles Sanders this <laughs> season? He was a guy that was being drafted extremely high last season, I feel like. And then now I feel like he's definitely dropped off. Are you guys worried about his production with Jalen Hurts getting the football and running a little bit more? From what I saw last season when Jalen Hurts was in, 
it seemed to work out just fine for Miles Sanders. So I was I was just trying to catch your guys' thoughts on that guy. I love Michael first. He's going to be everything you want J.K. Dobbins to be this year because they're going to run the ball because their wide receivers are inexperienced or otherwise they suck. Um, I think a really good best ball stack is going to be Jalen Hurts and Devonta Smith, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Um, keep your waiver wires open for Dick Rod, Richard Rodgers. If mm-hmm. Zach Ertz gets moved, Rodgers has proven that he's been valuable. He's been startable. Goddard's missed time. That's the real deal. Um, but to answer your question, I think Miles Sanders is going to be fine. I don't think Boston Scott or Jordan Howard make it out of camp, to be perfectly honest with you. I think they go in. I think it's a really good one-two punch of Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell. I do have a theory as well, a little bit of eerie. Eagles theories here for you. I think if the Jalen Hurts experience does not work out this year, one thing the Eagles could look to do is they could move Hurts possibly or keep him as a backup. And if they move him, they move Miles Sanders. Package up your picks, move up in the draft, take whoever it is that they want to take. And then you have Kenneth Gainwell in the second year of a rookie deal instead of you have to pay Miles Sanders now. So that's Mm -hmm. just one of the theory that I've been bouncing around in here. Work with your thoughts. Not gonna lie, I liked when you said Eries because it was the Eagle theories. I kind of liked that. That was good. <laughs> that worked. Um, oh yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Like, Johnson is there. Yeah, he's. he's yeah, yeah. Here. I was he about to say carry on. I think carry on. He'll be the backup uh, with his two knee braces. But maybe at the beginning of the year. But I think it's Gainwell. Like by midseason is the main backup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I I kind of go with what Mike says. I kind of love um, with Jalen Hurts if he's opening up running running lanes for him. Um, Nick Sirianni is coming from the Indianapolis tree. With you saw what they did with they run the ball. Even people forget uh, Marlon Mack was having a great year before he got hurt. He was a good back, but obviously you saw what Jonathan Taylor did. He was a freaking beast when he when the game actually slowed down for him. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to have schemes to where. He's going to open up lanes and actually put him in a position to where he can go down the field and be that home run threat. Doug Peterson, as much as I love Doug Peterson, he was getting really, really, really vanilla. And it just it wasn't working for what we were doing. More vanilla than me. And that's vanilla bean. That's pure vanilla. Holy cow. Yeah. I'm practically opaque. <laughs> I can All see right. the rewind logo behind you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but one thing before we go, uh, just one thing uh, that we talked about in Sunday school this last week is people are always watching you. You're an influence to whoever is around you, whether you're at work, whether it's to your kids. A lot of these guys on the podcast have kids and I don't have the opportunity yet. Uh, but those kids are always looking up to you guys. They're looking at how Mike mows the lawn how he take care of the shoes and whatnot, I'm sure. Uh, but there, there's always somebody watching. There's always somebody that you can influence. Uh, you get the option. You get to choose if you want to influence them for better or if you want to influence them to be worse, uh, depending on the situation. So uh, it's a, it's just about a character, integrity. How are you going to live your life every single day, uh, enjoy every moment? How are you going to do so in a positive light? Uh, so that's what I learned this last Sunday school. And, man, that really hit home for me because I'm in a time where uh, times are a little bit rough. I haven't been able to be on the pod. And sometimes I've been a little bit negative on myself. Uh, and that's normal, I feel like, in today's age. Like, we're so hard on ourselves and we see other people's success. Uh, it's a lot easier for us to think, man, what am I doing wrong? How can I be better? Uh, mm-hmm. But sometimes that just gets us really down. So don't get down on yourself. Uh, there's always a chance to glow up, man. I mean, this summer we started the FF Fit Club that somebody started uh, in fantasy on our Twitters. Like, that's awesome, man. That's a way to just get everybody involved and get everybody to uh, get involved, too. So to me, that's a positive influence. So uh, just do it the best you can to be a positive influence on somebody. You get the choice every single day. So choose wisely. Right. And the piggyback off of that, Chef, this Sunday is Father's Day. And you said people was like looking at each other and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Just for the fathers that's out there, continue to be great dads. And if anybody is out there that's struggling with, you know, patience with their kids or stuff like that, some of that stuff really does take time. So just sit down, you know, think before you act and your 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 kids will love you regardless. 
after a period of time, of course, they get older and they get nuts. <laughs> and they hate <laughs> but you. yeah, like yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm working on that myself. Just you know, trying to be the best father I can be to my two daughters, and I love them to to death. And people outside come to me and say, you know, I really enjoy what I see with you and your kids. So. Mm-hmm. People are looking, so continue just to be that positive influence on other people, even though you they don't see you. I have count a three the, and a one year old. Yeah. Count to ten. <laughs> I, I, you ha- sometimes you have to. Got My to, daughter man. likes putting her fingers in the dog water bowl. I'm like, can you stop? <laughs> it's annoying. <laughs> well, I, I get it, and you know, I, I get woken up every morning. I open my eyes. There's a toddler staring at me, and the first words I hear from her is, "Watch Frozen, Daddy." Daddy. <laughs> the people that made Frozen. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> or can you make like 18 more so I don't have to watch the same two over and over again? For the love of all that is holy, please. Just put, hey, Mike. This what you do is just put a different movie on, and she'll just like that one. Oh, oh no, it doesn't work because Elsa has same hair. So. <laughs> Throw some trolls on. That's 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 toddler speak for saying that Elsa has the same hair color as my daughter. So for those of you who don't have toddlers, that's how it works. But um, so you can find Chev on Twitter at Chev Boyardee. That is boy with an I. If you are so inclined, you can follow me at Rewind CEO. If you need to talk to anybody ever, Porkman's DMs are always open. I would much rather you follow the show. At Dynasty Rewind, please check out our Patreon, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. We're really pushing hard on the YouTube right now as well. Uh, lots of good stuff. Bob is pumping out that content. Him and Maddie are doing great stuff over there. Um, so make sure you check that out. There's stuff dropping like constantly. Stuff I don't even schedule. Bob's he's just doing stuff on his own, and it's fantastic. So um, check everything out. Slick Wick, thank you again for coming and hanging out with us. We always appreciate seeing and hearing you. So until next time, everybody, be kind. Please rewind. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And as always, be kind. Please rewind.